This is Gilbert Andrew Garcia. Join me on my new radio show, A Tip from Gilbert. Talk, inspiration, and prayer every Monday from 11 to 11.45 at 96.9 FM, 1360 AM, KWWJ. Or you can call in at 832-570-8075. Write me at a tip from Gilbert at gmail.com. See you then. If you hear this message, wherever you see All right, Houston. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Producer, let that run just a little bit. Uh, this is Gilbert Garcia. You're here. A tip from me. A tip from Gilbert. Talk, inspiration, and prayer. You can fade out there a little bit, Mr. Producer. From 11 to 11.45 a.m. every Monday on KWWJ. Keep walking with Jesus. 1360 a.m., 96.9 FM. And remember, you can call us, 832-570-8075. The success of this show depends on you. Call in. This is your show. Talk about whatever you want to talk about. Uh, let me know if there's something going on in your church, in your neighborhood, or anything like that. And I have a very special guest here for me. Um, but before I do that, that song is John Legend, and it's called If You're Out There. We're going to hear it in its entirety at the end. And we all know that President Barack Obama's election was so historic. And he wrote this song... And he sang it for the very first time and introduced it at the Democratic National Convention in 2008. I'll talk more about that in a minute or near the end of the show. So we have Mr. Julio Del Carpio here. And Julio, welcome to uh, KWWJ's A Tip from Gilbert. Gilbert, it's a pleasure for me to be here. I've been hearing about the program. I uh, also wanted to come and see you. We worked together when uh, when we had the issues with uh, Metro Rail going to the East End. Somehow we managed to do the overpass and we put all the nice plaques showing the entire history of Texas. Well, let's talk about that because when I got to Metro, again, Houston, I was chairman of Metro uh, when Mayor Parker came in in 2010 is when I arrived. And prior to that, the previous board had already dug up the streets and did all this construction and had not secured the federal money to pay for it. And so when we came in, we had to stop to get the money. Meanwhile, our businesses were suffering so great all along Palm Center there to Palm Center, all along to the Magnolia Transit Center. And Julio is one of the most successful business leaders in the East End, actually in all of Houston, but in the East End, was always calling me saying, Gilbert, look what you're doing to these businesses. And so because of your uh, urging, uh, we really got going, Julio. So I really thank you for your leadership on the East End. Let me ask you this. Let's talk a little bit about, I mean, w at the time we were trying to, whether should we go under the railroad track or over, it was a lot of controversy. We hit a lot of contamination. It was going to cost way more money, and it was going to take way longer. And so I made the decision with the support of my board to go over. And we wanted to make it um, at least as appealing as we could with all these placards and things to really um, support and recognize and really um, uh, celebrate the Latino community and the history there in the East End. Has it worked? And what do you hear about people saying with some of the history there that we're promoting? No, it's a, it's fantastic what happened, you know, with the overpass. That was the only way to do it. It was the only way. Okay. You knew that, you knew that early. Because I had my business over there, and I had about, I was the chairman of an association in that area. And in all the meetings that we had, if we went underpass, all the businesses would be wiped out. There's no doubt. Because it was going to take something like eight to ten years. Yes, there's no doubt. And we kept hitting contamination, and who knows, we probably would have never finished. We would have come to the same place anyway. Well, talk to us a little bit about, um, actually, I think we have our pastor coming in. Uh, pastor Luis, are you there? 
Yes, sir. How you doing, Mr. Gilbert? Pastor Luis, it's so great to hear your voice. I'm here with Mr. Julio Del Carpio, one of the developers there on the East End. He's really been more than a developer because I consider him the historian of the East End because he has focused okay. on the history of Texas, the history of the Latino community, the immigration waves, all those things, and he's doing his best to preserve it. He's going to talk about that on the show. But, Pastor, how have you been, and how did you do here over Thanksgiving? Well, uh, everything was fine, thank God, and we're doing a great uh, work together in, in the church. We're passing turkeys, and we bless the community, and thank God that we'll be able to do that. Wonderful. Well, Pastor, it would be very wonderful if you could say a prayer to Houston, but before we do that, I want to ask you, how did you make out with COVID? Well, uh Thank God I don't have no COVID. My family is okay. The church is okay. Thank God. And we try to uh, follow the protocol and, and, and blessing the people with COVID. Amen. Well, if you would say a prayer to Houston, because sometimes, you know, we go so fast and we're all just trying to go through this thing we called life. And at the end of the day, you know, it seems these things get thrown at us, whether it's COVID, the new variant, other variants, and it can really make you question your faith. And I think we got to give the people hope, Pastor, and that's what you've always done. So why don't you please say a few words and, and say a prayer here for Houston? Yes, well, uh, I thank God for this opportunity, and I, uh, I'm going to tell the whole Houston that our hope is in Jesus Christ. You know that uh, he is the one who saved us. And I would like to pray for Houston. Uh, Heavenly Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus, I thank you for this opportunity, Father, that I'll be able, Lord, to intercede for the city of Houston and to, to, to the throne of grace. Father, I pray that you cover Houston, Father, with the blood of the Lamb, with the blood of Jesus Christ, Father God. Lord, I pray that you angel protect Houston, Father, of, of any destruction, of anything, Father God. Father God, I pray also for our, our brother and our friend, Gilbert Garcia, Father God, for his show, Lord, that you continue to bless him so he can be a blessing to others, Father God. Lord, thank you for this great opportunity. Thank you, Father. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, amen. Pastor, thank you for that wonderful prayer. And please, invite me to the church again. It's been, it's been too long. I need to come see you. Yes, you are welcome. You are welcome anytime. Uh, let, let me know. Let Mauricio and, and, and Daisy know. And we just prepare a good dinner for you and for the, everybody who comes. Pastor, thank you so much. I'm hugging you on the phone. So we'll talk to you soon. Thank you. God bless. God, God bless, bless you. You too, sir. Okay, bye-bye. So, Julio, what got you interested uh, in sort of the historical element of what you've been doing here on the East End? What, what really got you going? Has that been something that you've always been interested in? Well, you know, when I came to Houston, I was always, my heart was on the west side of Houston. And then somehow my wife managed to bring me to the East End. And when was that about? About uh, 1998. Okay. I sold everything I had in the West Side, and I moved to the East End. I did the Laredo National Bank, and I started converting a lot of the buildings with a nice Hispanic touch. And then I remember one day that I was at one of the banks, and I saw that the first capital of Texas was back in, 19, uh, in 1836 in the East End. So I started reading everything I could about it. So the, the first capital of Texas was in Houston, in the East End. In the East End. That was before Houston. because Houston. Uh, Yeah, yeah, okay. Okay. And uh, John Harris, that's what Harris County comes from. Interesting. He had a house and he was in charge of the port of Houston. And when he died, his wife moved from Pennsylvania along with his kids. And uh, when the independence of Texas was signed at Washington on the Brazos, 
in March of 1836. A couple of days later, they moved to the East End, and they moved to the Harris home. And from there, they directed the, the Independence War. And after Texas, New Mexico, Arizona, California, Utah, Wyoming, all the way to Las Vegas, was changed from Mexico to the U.S. Just like that? Just like that. Can you imagine that? So it's that part of history, I didn't know that it was that existed because when the, by the time you go to the Alamo, they tell you a different story. But the, this, the original um, first capital was here in the East What's End. interesting, I had uh, Chris Tomlinson, who wrote a brilliant book about the history of the Alamo on one of my radio shows, and he talked about the role slavery played in the whole... Um, the whole... Um, uh, Alamo and the history of the Alamo and everything else. Producer, I got some music in the background there. Let's turn that music off. I don't know if it's uh, what it is or what it isn't. Who is that you? <laughs> Tell them you love them. <laughs> these, these things happen all the time. Uh, we, 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 and Houston, if you didn't know, because we're in case you don't see us, we were looking in the sky. We were looking everywhere. Um, I don't know if that was Beethoven or was it Snoopy, but it was one of those... Uh, you know, songs you hear all the time. But, but, but he mentioned that, you know, Mexico had, had banned slavery. And then, of course, here in the U.S., we did not, in Texas and so forth. And that was part of the backdrop around the Alamo, uh, apparently. But it seems to me the Alamo became romanticized yeah, through back, Hollywood, through Hollywood, right? John Wayne. Back in 1963, John Wayne came to do his, the Alamo movie. So... Hollywood move created a new history for the Alamo and San Antonio because technically it was a a place where they had something like 173 defenders and the battle didn't last too long. But the main uh, independence direction came from Harrisburg. Very interesting. And is there a location? Is there still a building there or anything like that? Yes, it's closer to the port of Houston, but it's impossible to reach that site. So that's when Metro built the overpass and we put all the plaques in there. And that's why we decided to go ahead and get it closer so the people from downtown Seventeen and a half million dollars. Uh, Seventeen and a half uh, tourists that we get, at least they will get the chance to go to the east end. All the businesses around the Alamo, they gross nine and a half billion dollars. Come on, so why not bring a little bit, you know, of to, that, to, to to Houston? To Houston, we already did the plans. We have everything ready to go. My goodness. I mean, you think Nine about it. I mean, billion I mean, we need to be promoting Houston much more. I mean, just everything, to top to bottom. You see all these companies moving to Texas, and they're not coming to Houston. They're going to Austin. They're going to San Antonio. They're going to all these cities, but they're not coming to Houston. And so I always wonder, why is that? And we have such rich history and beautiful history and beautiful food. And I saw the... Um, the uh, American Jewish Committee, the AJC, the the breakfast uh, table event this past Saturday with all the immigrant stories. It's fantastic. So let me ask you, what are the plans that you got going? Share with Houston what you're trying to do there on the East End. Okay, right now we created Old Town Harrisburg, like Old Town San Diego. You know, hold hold that thought real quick, if you don't mind, Julio. We got a caller in. Uh, caller, do we do we have you there? Is there a Connie on the line? Oh, yes. Hi. Uh, I have a question. You have a question for me? Oh, um, hit him. Go ahead. Not not hit him hard, but hit him with your question. Hi, uh, my name is Connie. I'm from actually from the uh, the East End as well. Um, Harrisburg and 72nd Street. Um, I went to uh, Briscoe Elementary, Gallegos, uh, Edison Middle School and Stephen F. Austin High School. So that's my neighborhood. Um, and I don't live there anymore. I live in Pasadena. But um, the reason why I was calling is because 
you know, I still have family that lives there and we're concerned about, you know, just prices going up and them being, you know, priced out of their house houses. And, you know, is there anything that's being done to help them? Colleen, thank people? you for that question. Julio, do you see that? Is that what's happening? Uh, to a certain degree, yes, because they're starting to build a lot of townhomes in that mm -hmm. area. But we are trying, you know, I'm an architect, and we are trying to maintain, to keep it historic, uh, Mexican-looking. We are not doing anything brand new. But, yes, you know, it happens in all the neighborhoods. Whenever new developers start getting to that area, like uh, town, you know, townhomes, supermarkets, or something like that, right. the real estate will go up. Especially by the Dynamo Stadium. There's all kind of, uh, Houston, if you haven't been to the Dynamo Stadium, well, of course, I'm a fan of the Dynamos, but if you, and I'm a soccer person, if you haven't been, there's all kinds of development there now. Let's go back to the question, though, which is, you know, you know wh what are your plans? Tell us about what you're doing and all the great things that you see for the future there in the East End. Yeah, we decided, number one, and I'm working with Metro, I'm working with the mayor, I'm working with Lena, Harris County judge, and to help us rebuild the replica of the first capital, which will be closer to the metro station so that people will be able to access that thing. All the schools around the area, they are very happy that something like that would happen. Wonderful. And do, is, do we know what it looked like? Are there old paintings that someone painted of it or anything like that that we can turn to? Yes. Uh, this is, uh, you know, it's... I'm gonna, I don't know if we can zoom in there, Mr. Producer, or not, but it looks almost like a... Um, Law cabin type or something to that effect, but it, but it's got the look of a, a small fort with a fence around it and everything. So this is this is what we think or what we know it looked like back then. Correct. They have a a lot of information over the San Jacinto Monument. Mm -hmm. That's why I got that picture from. Oh, how interesting! So, what all are you planning to do then? Okay. So let's say we right now we are working with Metro and Mayor's Office and Harris County into trying to get the funds on the site in that in that area so that we can go ahead and build a replica of the first capital. That would bring millions of tourists to the East End. And Metro would benefit, you know, bringing all the bringing all the traffic from downtown. No doubt. No doubt. We have another caller here, if you don't mind, uh, Julio. So please excuse me for interrupting you so many times. Uh, that's the beauty of this show. It's for everyone to call in. Do we have uh, Eva Laredo there? Eva, is that my Eva Laredo? Yes, sir. This is Eva. <laughs> Good morning. Eva, Hello, what Mr. are you doing? <laughs> How are you doing, Eva? And by the way... Oh, do it. Doing great. Tell us again, HCC trustee Eva Laredo, she's been on the show to talk about all the great things we're doing there uh, at HCC. But Eva, when is the election and everything? We want everyone to know about it. Well, today starts early voting. So I am over here at the Felix Frogger campus on the east side. And we have early voting. You can go anywhere. Well, there's only five locations. But we have Frogger Campus for all of the east side. And then we have Moody, HCC, Northline, and the SPJST, West Gray. And we need people to come out and vote. So early voting, early voting is November 29th, which is today to December 7th. Is that correct? Correct. And then election day is December 11th. From 7 to 7. Yes, yes. So this Saturday and Sunday, we'll be waiting for you also to come vote. Well, let me ask you this, Eva, very quickly. Um, so when, I'm, I'm going to say this, I'm not jinxing you now, okay? I'm not giving you the juju. But when <laughs> you're reelected, what are some of your priorities? Well, continue working with the students, providing services for them, making sure that the money goes towards the students and the staff the faculty, and also increasing our workforce program to help our economy. Wonderful. 
Well, Eva, we wish you, you know, what do they say? Godspeed, as they say. Um, thank, thank you for you. calling in. And what do you think about everything going on in the East End there? Oh, I think it's great. It's great. There's a new Harrisburg market that is beautiful, and they have a lot to offer. And, you know, if you come down the train, I love using the train. So if you come down Harrisburg, there's just so many restaurants and things coming up and cultural. And, you know, so it's that was the birth of Texas, a birth of, yeah, birth of Texas. So come and enjoy and find out more about the East End. Eva, thank you for joining us, and we'll see you thank soon. You. I'll see you tonight. All right. Yes, ma'am. Yes, sir. Thank you. Thank you for your support. And again, everyone, come out and vote. Excellent. Come out and vote. Listen, yes. if you want to make change, be the change that you want to see and vote. I think we have another caller there, yes. Julio. Thank you, Eva. Um, is there a Miss Sarah on the line? Is there a Miss Sarah on the line? Hi, Sarah, you got Sarah. me. This is Gilbert, a tip from Gilbert. Talk, inspiration, and prayer. You have me and Mr. Julio Del Carpio. You have a question for me or for him? I just wanted to add on to what you guys were talking about um, because right now I live in Edo, and my husband grew up in that area. And I really, you know, what, you know, adding on to what y'all were saying about the prices and things, the prices are going up. A lot of people are moving in there and they they want to fix up the houses and you know it's making the taxes go up for some people and maybe you know it's harder for them to to live there um i understand that and i really like how it's you know kind of blended right now and hopefully it does stay that way you know we have you know the blended and the historical you know um vibe in that area because i do like it and you know everyone's out there walking their dogs every day oh how beautiful you know it, yeah it's it's nice it's, it's just a nice area and you know hopefully it does you'll see more houses getting fixed up but i still want you know the blend of all the culture cultures there and you know we people do want to live near downtown that's for sure well the thing about the east end is it's got a lot of charm and that's right. Mr. Del Carpio's dream, to really bring a lot of charm uh, and sort of bring back a lot of these Latino heritage. And so, Sarah, we thank you very much for your call. Thank you. So, Julio, if you're going to have all these people coming in to see all these wonderful things, they got to eat. What's going on with the food and restaurants and, 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 and other things for them? Uh, let me tell you something. Tell me. Uh during the pandemics, we didn't have anything to do for several months. Mm -hmm. Then we came up with the idea to creating the first Mexican pizza. So anything that you can eat in a taco, we have it in a pizza. Come on, anything anything you can eat in a taco <laughs> is on a pizza. Well, boy, I, okay. I, I'd like to see how that and goes people, over in Italy. People but go crazy. I can imagine. I didn't, I didn't realize I was going to get that kind of response. Like like fajitas? And you know, originally when they talk about Mexican pizza, they say, oh, it's got it's going to have a little bit of beans. Yeah. Something. But we have fajitas, carnitas, al pastor, tinga, anything that you eat in a, in a, in a Mexican pizza. Wow. It's, it's really unique. Uh, Michael Marcus came and bought $1,000 worth of pizzas. It was. Wow. <laughs> And, and it's, it's really amazing. And then we came up with the idea, after looking at the success of Starbucks, 22,000 stores, mm -hmm. I said, why not do something different? Coffee is great, but it hurts your stomach, creates a lot of stress. So we put vitamins, beauty vitamins for the ladies. It's called Maria Bonita. And then we have Mucho Macho coffee that's good for the men. We had everything, Alzheimer, diabetes, stress, gives you a lot of energy. No kidding. Uh, what we are doing, we're using both vitamins and we're using mushrooms. And where's, where can someone find this coffee? Uh, it would be at Old Town Harrisburg. Tell us about Old Town Harrisburg specifically. Is that where the pizza is too? Yes. Tell us about Old Town Harrisburg. Old Town Harrisburg, you know, we learn a lot from Old Town San Diego. 
okay? They had, it was a historic place, and they started bringing all the shops to that area. So what we have done today, you know, today over at Old Town Harrisburg, we put a nice pizza place, coffee, then we have the Alley of the Kiss, Callejón del Beso, where you have two balconies and people go and kiss from balcony to balcony. Oh, how okay. charming. So we are trying to bring the romance back. Romantic coffee, we have a little chapel where we have a priest ready to... <laughs> to marry anybody? <laughs> to marry anybody. <laughs> that is beautiful. Okay, so we, had, you know, we even have a, a, a pink, uh, an Elvis pink limousine that where people can go and take pictures. We, about a week ago, we introduced a new con- concept for coffee bars. Coco Mango, it's like a Cancun-style uh, bar with giant screens. You just go and ask your favorite artist, and we'll play it on the screen. Very interesting. So Old Town Harrisburg, is that the name of a location? It's the location. Okay. And, and it's right in front of the Cesar Chavez metro station. Mm-hmm. And we are looking to do the... Um, the old capital of Texas across the street. Oh, how great. And where are we in that process? Are we still at the infancy? Um, we have a preliminary approval from Metro to donate the land across the street. And now we are forming committees because the land is not going to be given to me. It's going to be given to a museum district mm-hmm. where they'll be able to and we're gonna help develop. We're gonna build it, we know what we want, we're gonna create it, and then the museum district will run it. So what else is going on on the East End? When, when you go on the rail line, and f- for people who haven't been on there, go to the rail. It'll be very interesting to just take a ride and look around, and there's incredible art on all the stops, incredible information about the East End at all the stops. Uh, why don't you talk a little bit about that? Uh, there, we have something like 16 townhomes, luxury townhomes that a developers building next to us. Then mm-hmm. they're trying to do about 250 apartments. Uh, closer to downtown, Gringo's restaurant is going to be opening. And and then you see a lot of office, office buildings, you know, by Lockwood and... Harrisburg. Mm-hmm. How many people live in the East End? Do, do we know? Or how many Latinos live there? Do we know? No, I don't. We don't know. It'd be okay. interesting to know um, how many really are there um, and how many, you know, Latinos. Uh, you know, when you see the census between African American and Hispanics, we've got to be about uh, almost two thirds of the city. Isn't that Correct. incredible? Two-thirds of the city. So then you got to ask yourself, are we getting two-thirds of the tax dollars spent in our neighborhoods? And the answer's got to be no. no. But that's why we've got to vote. Going back to Eva Loretta, we got to vote because we got to really start getting more of our tax dollars, that's our dollars, spent in our communities, especially those areas that could really benefit the most from just a little bit of investment that could, in the long run, add so much more to the community. Correct. Like the East End. You know, this is so romantic, okay? And we want, we want to bring this to the Antinas, you know, all these groups that will be performing closer to the Callejón del Beso. Mm-hmm. Tell me about that. So when you, I guess I've seen your pictures, but I guess I can't visualize. So when you're, are, are this in an actual alleyway? And are the balconies, so close that you can reach over? Right. They're that close? Yeah. Kind of like in what you see in, in you some know, of the small we took cities. took the idea in, from Guanajuato. Guanajuato okay. has the first Callejón del Beso. No kidding. 20 million people go over there to kiss. From no. Balcony to Pal- Come on. I went twice, 2003, 2005. I couldn't get to the balconies. So I said, well, I'm going to bring my... The idea and build my own in here. <laughs> now I can climb to the to the balconies anytime I want. And so, 
so what's on both sides? Are these like apartments on each side, or is it like it's the balcony to what? It's an alleyway with two okay. stairs that go up. Uh-huh. And then here you have the two balconies, and they are something like 12 to 14 inches apart so that you can kiss from balcony to balcony. I'm going to go. I want to go. I'm going to take my wife. I'm going to go. Look, my producer says he's going. He's taking his wife. Um, you know, I can only imagine how beautiful that must be. Is there a photographer there that can take the we picture? We need to do that. We need a photographer. Be, yeah, we recently finished a contest that's called El Anillo Paquando. You know, so when are you bringing, you know, when are you giving me a ring? Okay. Yeah. And that's a famous song by Jennifer Lopez, El Anillo Paquando. So we did. And we were very successful. We already had the first winner. And now we're going to be doing that every month. And then we, we are re- reopening a little chapel that used to be a one-bedroom house. And the guy would come every month, say, buy my house. I'm moving to the country. And I kept saying, no, no, my wife's going to kill me. <laughs> <laughs> Eventually, he got tired, you know, he threw the keys at, you know, the keys at me and said, pay me in April. Okay. <laughs> April was out something like six months yep. further. How much? Whatever. He left. And we didn't know what to do. And then we remember that we got married at the little white chapel in Las Vegas. And I said, let's do the chapel in here. And then a Catholic group came to say, can we use your chapel? I said, sure, they had it for about two years, and two bishops and three priests were ordained from the little chapel. No kidding. <laughs> Already? Wow. So, now it has a lot of history. I cannot use it for anything other than the church. Wow. Well, what is the actual address of Old Town Harrisburg? If people said, well, I want to go. Uh, the address is 6632 Harrisburg Boulevard. And you can enter from Harrisburg or go around the block, and we have another entrance on Capitol Street. I see. And and is there parking there and stuff like that? or? Yeah, we have parking for 180 cars. Wow, that's parking. Yes. Uh, and, and what we do, you know, during the games, the, you know, the Astros yeah. games, we tell people, come and park here, take the train to downtown. Yeah. And do people <laughs> do that? Yes, we had some people that did that. You should that. tell them, come here, park. Go get a quick kiss and get some fajitas <laughs> on your pizza and then go to the game. And then you make it a whole uh, event. Well, that is so amazing. Well, where do you see this thing going, let's say? I mean, what would be your dream 20 years from now? Actually, let's go further. 50 years from now when, you know, we're sort of long gone, you know, and we're in heaven together and we're looking down. What is your dream that we want to see there? I would like to bring back the history that was forgotten for years by historians and, and politicians because that place has so much potential to build a replica of the first capital. Have you ever heard of the, the Yellow Rose of Texas, a yes. song back in the 70s? Mm-hmm. There was a young girl they used to live in one of the ranches. And when President Santana came with 5,000 troops, the first thing he did, he did was to capture this little girl as his mistress. And she's the one that kept him in bed while Sam Houston was attacked was destroying <laughs> so so she's forget. really a, she's a texas hero <laughs> correct and somebody nobody knows about that poor lady can you imagine and this is how life works if she had not been if he had not met her and all that where we would be right because by the time some houston attack six eight hundred mexican army they destroyed the entire army in 18 minutes. And there's a movie that's called 18 Minutes. So it, it, it's, it's so incredible. And then Santana ran away without his pants on. Then next day they captured him and all these, the leftover soldiers that were there, they were saying, mi general, mi general, and I say, oh, that's the guy. And they were getting ready to hang him. Yeah, there's a famous picture painting, and 
in exchange of his life, he said, here's Texas, and then follow all the way, follow up all the way to Las Vegas. Wow. And it all started here in the East End. That's, that's unbelievable. It you was not Houston. It was not Austin. It was not uh, Galveston. It was the East End. And it certainly was not the Alamo. No. What's, what's interesting about the Alamo, and look, I love my Texas history. The Alamo's a little disappointing. It's become so, um, I don't know, commercialized. You know, where you just kind of go through, it's really short, and then you're just sort of buying souvenirs. And recently, they published several books that's called Fake Alamo. They are making movies about it because they're saying, this is not mm -hmm. the real history. Going back to the 18 minutes, how do they succeed at, you know, at, uh, overthrowing this army in 18 minutes when they were outnumbered and outgunned and all those things? What, well, was, what was the strategy you have, there? <laughs> you have to understand the mentality back in those days. Here is Santana with professional soldiers. Here's some Houston with peasants and people that didn't farmers. have farmers. Some of those didn't even have a rifle. How can you outcome, destroy perhaps one of the largest armies back in those days without the Yellow Rose of Texas? <laughs> Could have never happened. <laughs> Could have never happened. Yep. And then we're going to be, one of the things we're going to do, we're going to bring back the song, we're going to make a movie, and make the lady famous again. She deserves to be she famous. She deserves to be. <laughs> you know, there's always these stories about... Um, there we go. Is that Snoopy? Or is That's that... a Snoopy. I don't know. <laughs> I hate these people. Don't worry them. about that. Uh, or is that Beethoven? Maybe it's Linus. Remember Linus? Maybe it's Linus. You know, he could play so beautifully, but there are only like eight, eight uh, keys on that piano. Um, you know, when you go back to things like Lewis and Clark and all these sorts, there's always like, you know, a woman in a role, but you never really get the full history of the role that that woman played. Um, I forgot who was the female guide for Lewis and Clark. Um, these sorts of great stories. We need to bring them back and we need to find out and we need to uh, celebrate those things. I think it's wonderful. So 50 years from now, we're going to have the new capital. And I guess there'll be some historical things. There'll be a museum across the street. Yes. A museum across the street. And by that time, there'll be lots of coffee bars selling this coffee with... I want to make the East and the coffee capital of Texas. Okay? At one time, it used to be the coffee capital of the world because we had three big coffee processing plants, but two of those are already gone. So we are trying to bring a lot of coffee shops in every corner, like you see them in, in Italy. Well, I think that would be great. Well, I, I want to go. Uh, and I'm going to go take my wife, and I'm going to kiss her across the way. And reminding you, Houston, we are here. This is a tip from Gilbert, talk, inspiration, and prayer. We're here every Monday from 11 to 11.45 on KWWJ, 1360 AM, 96.9 FM. I love to say KWWJ, keep walking with Jesus. That's what it stands for. And again, the number to call in is 832-570-8075. And you can always email me anything if you have a request on a song, because we're going to hear Mr. John Legend here uh, momentarily. Uh, a tip from Gilbert at gmail.com. So, Julio, I'm going to give you kind of the last few minutes here. Talk about other things. Talk about how, you know, how do we, I don't know the right phrase here. I'm going to say it and people are going to get mad at me, but I don't mean it negatively. How do we wake up the Latino community? How do we get them to vote? And, 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 and how do we get them engaged? And, and how do we rebuild the Black-Brown coalition that existed years ago? And, I mean, how do we do those things? What, you know, you're sort of one of the, um, the Obi-Wan Kenobis of the East End. What are your thoughts? I think programs like yours because people are not really interested in voting. You know, even it's gonna destroy their businesses or whatever, but it's kind of difficult to get people to go out and vote. And that's what, pretty soon we're gonna start a campaign, you know, we're gonna do posters everywhere. Uh, and the people that work over there, they're gonna be promoting 
how important it is to go out and vote. It is so important. And you look at, um, you know, when we were f- struggling, first it was women's suffrage and then sort of the minority community led by the African-American leadership to get the right to vote was painted in, in beatings and blood. I mean, people just worked so hard for that. And here we are in many ways. I don't know if we take it for granted. Correct. Let me say something else. Please do. That doesn't have to do anything with voting. During the pandemics, all the restaurants were hit real bad, where they could only sit about 10, 20, 30% occupancy. Over there, we came out with something really unique. The air in one of our buildings is 100% pure. So you can see it in there or forget about COVID-19. No kidding. Because we designed a system where we work through the return air, we put filters, we put ultraviolet lights. No kidding. And then by the time, maybe you want to be my partner in this. Uh, this, is, this is great. <laughs> so the, uh, you got it. The ultraviolet lights are in the system. Right. So when it brings the air back, it's already killing clean. It's any clean. Okay. stuff in the air. You go to the hospitals, they have these big machines, yep. and they use the same system. You know, okay. I, have a, I have a big machine here. It looks like a tall tanning right. bed with all these purple balls. But we do it. You don't in see any machines. We just get all the return air that goes through the, the return air system, and we treat the air that goes through the machine, and then 20 feet away from here, the air is clean. Wow. Uh, I think that's amazing. Well, Julio, we have, you know, there's an old show called Carol Burnett. And at the end, and the show would fly. And she would start singing that song, I'm so glad we had this time together. together. Remember that song? <laughs> and, and you know what? Because that was always meant to say, it's the end of the show. And you know what? You blink your eye, and when you're having a great conversation, was an interesting topic, 45 minutes goes like that. And so before we play the closing song, and then we'll stay on Facebook and all the other things we got, uh, I want to give you the last word, Julio. Uh, Whatever you want to say to Houston, I want to give you the last word because you've been a real inspiration to me. You've been an inspiration to so many others on the East End. I know a lot of elected officials confide in you, reach out to you. Uh, You were a leader for the small businesses all along Harrisburg and all over Houston. I'm going to give you the last word, my friend. Well... What I do, you know, I just, when I have something that comes into my mind, I just believe into that thing. And that's the only thing I'll keep in my head. Anybody has a negative idea, I just move them apart. I used to work with several of the students where I would go and talk to them and give them the idea of Walt Disney as to how this gentleman managed to believe in Disneyland until he built, you know, now they have something like three or four, four Disneylands. Mm-hmm. He said, and years later, a couple of the guys came to say, thank you for your advice. You know, I'm a CPA now. Thank you for your advice, you know. I'm still finishing college. And that was so rewarding to hear those people because that was my idea, to inspire other people. If you can think about it, you can do it. Amen to that. This is Julio Del Carpio, ladies and gentlemen. Let's cue up the song, Mr. Producer. This is that song, If You're Out There, by Mr. John Legend. And it's interesting, he says, this song is a call to action, a call to arms for anyone who has a mind to contribute and the motivation to actually do it. That's you, Julio. And then he says, we're talking about poverty, ending the war. We need more people out there who are clamoring for change. It's not just about electing Obama. It's just about the mindset and putting pressure on the politicians to be more responsive. Amen. Here you go.
more broken promises, no more call to war. Less is love and peace that we're really fighting for. We can destroy hunger, we can conquer hate. Put down the arms and raise your voice. We're joining hands today. Message wherever you stand, calling every woman, calling every man. We're the generation we can't afford to wait. The future started yesterday, and we're already late. And I just love that song, Julio. And you know, I chose this song because um, I knew I know you. So I thought of you, and when I and I highlighted the line here, because this is John Legend talking when he says the song is a call to action, a call to arms for anyone who has a mind to contribute and the motivation to actually do it. That's you. And when it says what we're trying to say is that the time is now. We've already waited long enough to start working on the issues that we need to handle as a country, as a globe, and as a city. I added that part. And so... Um, it just reminded me of you, and so I, I dedicated this song to you. And I love when it says, we can't afford to wait. The future started yesterday, and we're already late. It's a beautiful song. And so um, normally we would talk a little bit longer, but you know we had a lot of volatility in the market Friday, Julio, as you know. And so for those out there in uh, Facebook world and so forth, I'm going to be interviewed by CNBC here in about, I don't know, maybe 30, 45 minutes. And so I need to make sure, you know, my hair's nice and combed and uh, all those sorts of things to get ready. But, Huli, I really want to thank you for being here. And I want to thank you for being such a champion of the East End and a, and a good friend to me. And, again, um, you know, I, I think with someone like you pushing uh, and because it's so important to remember our history, to preserve it, and to teach our children the history, it's going to work. We can't fail. Um, let me give you uh, any more last words that you might have here for now you're on Facebook, uh, all the different um, podcasts, Spotify, and everything else. And because, you know, anything you want to show, show it on the camera because this is now for them. Mm -hmm. Oh, look at that. 
I don't know, Mr. Producer, if you can zero in on that, but this is the alleyway of the kiss. Are you zooming in there, Mr. Producer? Isn't that cool? I want to get, we need a photographer where you can say, and we have a photographer, you know, like in, in the Astroworld and those things, when you ride the canoe ride or the roller coaster, there's a camera there waiting. And then you go at the end and you can buy the picture of you. We need to be able to have people buy this picture because everybody will want it to treasure that moment. That's Robert Gallego ah. celebrating with Mary, celebrating his birthday. Oh, how wonderful. Councilman uh, Robert Gallegos, uh, how beautiful. Look how beautiful that dress is. With, are those lights? Oh, my goodness. They look beautiful. Or whatever that outfit is or cape or whatever it is, it just looks beautiful. So what, any other last words? Give it one more time, the address and everything. 6632 Harrisburg Boulevard. Uh, we have two entrances to the building from Harrisburg and also from 6611 Capitol. And there's plenty of parking. If you don't want to park, ride the rail because the rail is right there, right? It's just like one block or two blocks. Uh, we have all the, you know, we're taking care of all the parking. Yeah. So, Houston, go see Old Town Harrisburg and start asking about it. Because it's our history, it's Houston's history, it's Texas history, and in many ways, it's this country's history. And I think the more we celebrate our history, uh, the better things will be for our children. And let's not get caught up in all this, uh, I don't even know what it's called uh, now. Uh, what's it called when they don't want you to change, when they don't want you to report on history? What? What? Cancel culture. No, there's another word for it uh, in the schools. At the end of the day, we need history to be told, period. And so let's all say stop with these book taking, removing books and all this kind of stuff. We need history to be reported, and it's important for our kids to know where they came from. That's the only way they're going to know where they're going. So, Houston, we thank you. This is a tip from Gilbert. Thank you for joining, and we'll see you next time. Thank you, Gilbert. I'm dying to believe that you're out there. Stand up and say it loud if you're out there. This is Gilbert Andrew Garcia. Join me on my new radio show, A Tip from Gilbert. Talk, inspiration, and prayer every Monday from 11 to 11.45 at 96.9 FM, 1360 AM, KWWJ. Or you can call in at 832-570-8075. Write me at a tip from Gilbert at gmail.com. See you then.